You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. God's perfect love for us was unveiled through Jesus. Know more about this message by Pastor Chico Pena. Allow me to read our series objective. Okay? And uh, once again, it says here that to highlight the significance of God's sovereign plan for salvation that is revealed in the Old Testament, fulfilled through Christ's life and death. It is made available for us today, now resulting in a life lived in accordance with the gospel. Now, our, our, our series title, once again, is Past Perfect. And for the past uh, weeks, we have discussed about Jesus being the perfect Redeemer, the perfect mediator, the perfect substitute, and today we will be talking about Jesus being the perfect man. The perfect man. Allow me to share a story uh, back in 1980. 1980, I was in third year high school. Okay, third year high school na ako noon, in Letran College in Intramuros. And apparently, that, that, that there was this day that uh, one of our classmates, or in fact, a group of classmates of ours told us to cut classes because that day was the fight of Muhammad Ali and Larry Holmes. I don't know if uh, you know, the younger generation can uh, you know, relate to it, but uh, Larry Holmes, Muhammad Ali, it seems that you do not know them. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but it was a, uh, the, the last hurrah for Muhammad Ali. He was uh, you know, a famous boxer in the 60s, in the 70s, and you know, last hurrah niya noong 80s. So we had to go out of our class. The recess has not yet come. It was only our second subject. You know, first subject starts at 7.30. Second subject, we all went out of our classroom, went to the back of our school, had to jump a 20-foot wall. 20-foot wall. No, we didn't jump really, but we climbed up a tree to get to the edge of the wall and for us to be able to get to the other side. You know, what was funny was, uh, I was thinking about this, that kung uso lang ang cell phone before, probably people who stopped by will be taking our pictures because we looked silly, really silly. Uh, I, I remember I ripped my pants <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I got caught up in a, uh, this, this glass, broken glass. The following day, the principal was so, was so mad at our class. You know, our, our batch... We were at the last section. Lagi akong last section. If you can just uh, you know, understand how, what I went through in elementary and high school, I was always in the last section with a bunch of you-know-what. <laughs> he was so angry, the principal, and he asked us to kneel down the whole day, the following day, as a form of punishment for us. You know, just one disobedience, one disobedience, not only from the leaders of, of, of that group, of our classmates, but even to us. You know, one small disobedience, it will definitely bring punishment. Now, we, at one time, you know, probably, I don't know, we have disobeyed. We have disobeyed our parents, we have disobeyed authorities, and we have also received a form of punishment. And the only time that we realize that, yes, this is already punishment, is when we remember, oh, there are certain laws, there are certain rules, there are certain things that we need to obey. We need to obey. 
And God gives us also instructions for us to obey. There is always that something that God puts in our hearts, that God tells us. God tells us that these things are valuable. So you better remember those things. Remember those things. What is something of great value? What is something of great value in your hearts even right now? We see this uh, post or this sign in uh, fast food chains. Okay? McDonald's, Jollibee. You see them in the mall. And it says there, please do not leave your valuables unattended. You know, when you, you, especially when we are in festival mall, we should, you know, really make that double time talaga in watching out our things. If you want to order, you have to, one has to stay behind so that we can watch our valuables. It's a very strict instruction. Please do not leave your valuables unattended. Do not lose sight. Again, God gives us instructions. These are valuables. These are things that are important. And we should not leave the instructions of God unattended. Because if we don't, if we don't watch out, it will definitely be chaotic. Things will happen to us. I'd like to read our main text for this afternoon and I'd like to invite everyone to stand up with me as we read the Word of God in Romans 5. This is quite a long uh, verse that we're reading. Please bear with me. Verse 12, it says here, Therefore, just a sin, just a sin came into the world through one man and death through sin and so death spread to all men because all have sinned. All have sinned. All people have sinned because of Adam's sin, because of Adam's disobedience. And since Adam represents us all, you know, we have also sinned. We have inherited the sin that Adam had committed. In verse 13, he says here, For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. Sin was existing even before uh, the Ten Commandments was given to Moses. But sin is not counted where there is no law. If there's, there's no sin if there's no law because there are no parameters of what is wrong or what is right. Verse 14, it says here, Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam. Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. Let me pause. Who was the type of the one who was to come. Referring to Jesus Christ. You know, Adam was a type of the one who was to come. He was a, uh, some sort of a prototype. He was some sort of a model, a pattern. Sayang, because he was created uh, with no sin. He was almost perfect. But until they allowed sin to happen in their lives. They allowed sin to happen in their lives. Adam was without sin when he created, but sin destroyed his life. It broke his relationship with God. Verse 15, But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Verse 16 says, And the free gift is not like the, res- the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one's trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through, a, through that one man, 
much more will those who will receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in the life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Verse 18 says, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Last two verses says, Now the law came in to increase the trespass. But where, where sin, in, sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for once again giving us an opportunity, Lord, to hear, to hear your word. Lord, we humble ourselves, Lord. We, we just want to say that we come before you, Lord, with open hearts, open minds. Lord, illuminate your word that we may, we may be able to understand what is your message for us today. We may, be able, we have, may have read this scripture over and over again, but allow us to, to, to have a new understanding of this, Lord. Jesus being the perfect man, the perfect gift, he gave us salvation. Thank you. Thank you, Lord that you've done everything, that you've done everything for us and through our Lord Jesus Christ. We honor you today. We thank you once again. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may not take your seats. just want to summarize. You know, I, just, I, I, I will not go through the whole uh, scripture once again, but to summarize some of the verses, starting from verse 12 uh, up to 17. Verse 12 to 17 basically talks about Adam's disobedience that has brought in sin and death, and then therefore all are condemned. It also talks about Christ's obedience, which brought in righteousness and life, and then therefore all are justified. I mentioned this earlier that Adam caused his relationship to be broken thus passing on a curse to us. And yes, we all inherit a sinful nature. We all inherit a sinful nature. Jesus, Jesus himself restored that broken relationship, cutting off every curse and sin that we have inherited, resulting to having a new life in Christ. That is what Paul was talking about. You know, you would notice in Scripture, this is what the Bible is talking about. Realize that what is worth hearing is always worth repeating. What is worth hearing is worth repeating. Kaya kahit paulit-ulit, paulit-ulit, we need to hear this paulit-ulit. We need to also understand as we go through uh, verse 18, what condemnation and justification means. We know that we have gone through this, uh, you know, the definitions, and we have talked about this in the past three weeks and even in the past series. But we need to again understand what condemnation is all about. Condemnation is simply eternal separation from God. Where there is condemnation, everyone will suffer the consequences of sin upon judgment. Now in the fires of hell. Now to put it bluntly, you know, it's just, wow, boom. That's harsh. That's harsh. But that is the truth. When we talk about condemnation, it is indeed 
eternal separation. Justification, on the other hand, is receiving forgiveness because God considers our sins as belonging to Christ and Christ has already paid the penalty for those sins. So we choose. We choose. Where would we be? Which side do we go? Do we want, do we want to continue on to live a life in condemnation? Or do we accept this free gift? Accepted by faith that we have been justified. All sins erased. All sins erased. These two men. Basically, this part four is a story of two men. Two sons. Two men with two, two different actions. One has disobeyed. One has obeyed. With giving, giving us two different results. Two different results. Two things that we, we will be talking about this afternoon, and we'd like to start off with this question. What did Adam and Jesus pass on to us? What did they pass on to us? Now, to understand this further, let's look up at this, uh, this next slide, where it says, this particular scripture talks about sin versus righteousness. Sin versus righteousness. Romans 5, uh, 19a tells us, For us by one man's disobedience, by the disobedience of Adam, the many were made sinners. Basically, Adam sinned because of his disobedience. We were asked to kneel down in front of the principal's office for one day because of our disobedience. Sin is any failure to conform to the moral law of God in our actions, in our attitudes, or in our nature. Sin existed in Satan and his demons, even before the disobedience of Adam and Eve. So it already existed before. And then it entered the world of humans through the decisions, the wrong decisions that Adam and Eve made. Sin is also rebellion. It is rebellion. It is going against what God has commanded us. That is true for us also today. If we disobey, we get the consequences of our sins. Let's look at what happened in Genesis 3.6. It says there that, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she, Eve, took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her. And he also ate. Let's look at the story. The woman. The woman. If you, are go, if you understand what happened previously, God gave a specific instruction to Adam. God said, Do not, you, may, you may eat. You may eat uh, anything. You know, any fruit from the garden except except that tree. There was a specific instruction. The woman Eve is an unguarded person. She may have not received, you know, first-hand instruction from the Lord. But you know, Eve being the wife of Adam, you know, kung ako naman, I will tell my wife. I will tell my wife. You know, if God gives me an instruction, my boss gives me an instruction, Pastor Ariel tells me to do something, and it involves my family, I will have to tell my wife. I will have to let her know. The woman, the enemy knew whom to deceive. The enemy, Satan, knew whom she will fool. 
it was the woman, it was Eve. We have to guard ourselves at all times. Do you watch boxing? Mixed martial arts? <laughs> you want mixed martial arts? I, I had the opportunity to watch live mixed martial arts here in the Philippines. I love mix, mixed martial arts. And in two fights in that tournament, I saw two quick knockouts. Knockouts. You know the sound when it hits you in the chin. Knockout at the last second. But you know, the fighters were not listening. They were not listening to the instructions of the referees. You know, sometimes when you, you think that you're, you're, you're good and you're strong and you know, you're able to do things, and okay lang, you know? At the last second, this guy got knocked out, got hit on the chin. Yeah, this one is the shin. <laughs> shin to chin. That was the second fight. <laughs> yeah, at the last second. The referee tells the fighters, guard yourselves at all times. Obey my commands at all times. Because even at the last second, you can get knocked out. Which they did. Two fighters got knocked out because they were not guarding themselves and they were not listening. Same is true. Spiritual walk. Us today, as Christians, we can get knocked out by the, by the enemy very easily if we do not obey the commands of the Lord at all times, if we do not guard ourselves at all times. The woman saw the tree. You know, it, it, sin is really deceiving. It is really deceiving. But somehow, probably in the story, she knew. She knew already. Sin is very, very tempting. It is very tempting. We cannot play a tug-of-war uh, game, you know, with sin. Because definitely we are going to fall. We are going to get knocked out. You know, and, and, and also in one portion, it says here that to make wise, okay, uh, the tree to be desired is to make one wise. Pride of life. Pride of life. The enemy tells you, you know, you need to do this so that you can be promoted. You know, you need to do this so that you can be seen, you know, in magazines, TV, you know. Pride of life. What are some of the things that we are not careful from? Adam allowed his wife to continue on disobeying while he knows that there was a specific instruction. When she ate, he was there. How can it be? As husbands, again, I go back, you know, to marriage. I know this is not a marriage seminar, but we have been given this responsibility to be a covering, to take care of our families, to take care of our marriage, to guard our marriage, to create boundaries, to look after our children, our sons, and our daughters. We disobey. They too will be doing the same. They will be disobeying. Siegfried and Roy, two performers in Las Vegas. They've been doing their act in Las Vegas for many, many years. All the magic, all the, yeah, everything. And one of their tricks is that they are playing around with their tiger. What Roy does is that he puts his head inside the tiger's mouth. Just so because that your tiger has been tamed for many years, it doesn't mean that it's not going to bite you. It's not going to bite you. <laughs> but what happened was, I think it was in 1993, in one of their performances, 
he put his head inside the tiger's mouth. And then the tiger, for some reason, I don't know, probably the tiger was emotionally disturbed, closed its mouth. And then just, you know, uh, dragged Roy from place to place. Almost killed him. And it almost killed him. Sin is like this. You play around with sin, you think that it's okay. It's okay. I'll try this. I'll try this. I'll do this for many years. I've been doing this for many years. I've never been caught. But one day, it's going to bite. One day, it's going to hurt. One day, there will be broken relationships. One day, we are going to suffer. This is how they look right now. It is still a blessing that Roy is still alive. He almost died because he was playing around with his tiger. Another news that we heard just the other day was the Ashley Madison scandal. Now, apparently, this, uh, there were many people who have been you know, caught up going into this site. It is a porn site. To be able to view the site, you will have to swipe your credit card or punch in your credit card number, and then you can go ahead and view. And then what caught my attention was this. You know, not because I went into the site, but I was reading the news. Let me <laughs> make it clear. I didn't go in the site. I was reading news in CNN. Slogan says, life is short, have an affair. As easy as that. Life is short, just have an affair. What if we change the slogan and tell them, life is short, Life is short, death is sure. When you have not yet come to the saving knowledge of Christ, when death comes, definitely, you'll be condemned forever in hell. We will all be condemned forever in hell. There is a danger when we play around with sin. There's truly a danger. There's a reason why also here in church, we are asking the men to rise up. We are asking not only the singles, but even the married men. We'd like, um, you know, uh, for the statistics to go up every time that there will be victory weekend, it would always be 70-30 in favor of the women. 70% of the attendants are women and 30 only for men. What happened to the men? What happened to the responsibilities? What happened, you know, to, you know, uh, just taking on, you know, leadership, why are all the women leading? There's nothing wrong with that. But we would like the men to take responsibility. And, you know, it is best. Um, the best statistics that we have already seen was 60-40. It has never become 50-50. 50-50. We have to step up. We have to teach. We have to train. Men, we have to train. We have to train other men to become like real men as well. Genesis 3, 7 to 8, going back to the story, it tells us here, Then the eyes of both were open. When they ate the fruit, both their eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Sin brings shame. It brings guilt. Sin, it disrupts everything. You know, it is as if that the two can hide from God. You know, we cannot hide from Him. Uh, further down in, in that same chapter, the Lord asks them, Where are you? 
Where are you? Again, it is as if that the Lord does not know where they are. It was a counseling moment for them. God being the best counselor in the universe, saying, Adam, where are you? In other words, how are you? What's happening to you? What have you done? What have you done? When we do things against the Lord, when we offend Him, that is the same tendency that we do. We try to hide from the Lord. We just keep away from Him, and instead of allowing ourselves to be restored, we shy away from Him. When sin is present, we also cannot reflect the perfection of God's image in our lives. If that is what the Bible says, then how can we, you know, we call ourselves Christians created in the image and likeness of God? We cannot when sin is present. Titus 2 tells us, it also commands us, the grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us to say no to ungodliness, teaching us to say no to worldliness. We are to flee. We are to run away from sin. Not tiptoeing, trying to, you know, slow walk, going backwards and looking at it. When we are asked to flee away, turn your backs, we turn our backs away from sin. We run away from it. Sin also will drive us away from God's presence. It will drive away from God's presence. Now having said that, Jesus, Jesus on the other hand won't allow that. If this is what uh, the consequence of sin are, then Jesus would not allow it. It says here in Romans 5.19b, By His obedience... By one man's obedience, Jesus Christ, the many will be made righteous. Many will be made righteous. Bible also tells us that there is none who does good. Not even one. Not even one does good. Psalm 14 and 53. That's why God made us righteous. He made us righteous through Christ. Now when we say that we are righteous, we are standing clean before God. No more criminal record. No more records of some sort. Wala na. It has been erased. We have become righteous in the sight of God. Man was made righteous because of Christ's obedience. Philippians 2.8 It tells us here, and being found in human form, again referring to Jesus Christ, He humbled Himself. Jesus Christ humbled Himself. A king. A king humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. It was mentioned in the past weeks that Jesus is both 100% God and 100% human. And in the human side of him, he feared. Jesus also feared humiliation. He feared suffering. He feared death on the cross. Kung pwede lang, Lord, ayoko sana. Please, not me. But because he knew that he had to die on the cross, he obeyed. He obeyed. He obeyed our Heavenly Father. In Mark 14, 36, Jesus was crying out. He was in distress. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but you will. Even though I have to go through all these things, Jesus says, but not my will, but your will. 
He had to do this to fulfill our salvation. And this is for our sakes. It was not for His sake. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us, For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. This is for our benefit. Jesus had the qualifications of a perfect life, which made Him the perfect sacrifice, the perfect man, so that we might become the righteousness of God. The next one is death versus eternal life. And in Romans 5.20 to 21, it tells us here, Now that the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness. Let me stop there. Adam brought death. He brought death into mankind by his disobedience. Going back to Genesis 2, uh, verses 16 to 17, it says here that, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. You will surely die. Again, what are some of the things that we tend to disobey? What is it that God tells us? You may do this, but do not do this. Why is it that despite knowing the commands, we still go the other way? Why is it? Genesis 3, 23-24 tells us, this is what happened to Adam and Eve. That therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. Go back to where you belong. He drove out the man, and as at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and the flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. Because of one man's disobedience, now it has created or started that immeasurable gap between us and the Lord. You know, and no matter how good we think we are, you know, no matter how we can contribute to the society, this nation, even the whole world, it doesn't matter. We will never be able to bridge the gap by ourselves. In Romans 6, 23a, it tells us here that for the wages, the wages of sin is death. Another familiar scripture that we read over and over again. But we do need to understand, the wages of sin is death. When we die and we have rejected the claims of Jesus, our souls, our souls immediately go to eternal punishment in hell. Eternal separation, condemnation. When death comes, there are no more second chances. Wala na hong second chances. No amount of prayers from people will be able to push the dead man's soul to heaven. Remember, that is what uh, our thinking was all about before. Pag namatay, pag may namatay, what people will do is that, you know, they will continue on praying because the soul is, you know, it's, it's still here, roaming around earth. The prayers can help push that soul to heaven. No, it cannot. It cannot happen. Adam caused us death. The wages of sin is death. But here's the good news, the other side of it. Going back again to Romans 5, 20 to 21. So that as sin reigned, I'm reading from verse 21, in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading 
to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus gave us eternal life. And the good news also is found in the second half of Romans 6.23b, where it says there, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we have sinned, there is nothing else that we can do. But when we receive this free gift, all we have to do is just to accept it. We accept the free gift of eternal life. It can only be claimed through faith. Again, this is a free gift. All you have to do is just to say, Lord, I receive it. I receive it by faith. Thank you. I don't deserve it, but thank you for offering this free gift to me. What is it for us now? All we have to do is just to believe in the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God who suffered. Jesus is the Son of God who died. Jesus is the Son of God who was buried. Jesus is the Son of God who rose from the dead three days after. What is it with the characteristics of God? You know, despite all the offenses, despite everything that we have done towards Him, that He will still continue on to extend His hand upon us. I'm about to end. One movie, Taken. This was taken from part one. The movie Taken. And there's this part which I really love. And it says here that he was, he was trying to negotiate, or not even negotiate, <laughs> probably he was trying to create fear, talking to the kidnappers. He said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare. It's a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. A very powerful and scary, you know, words that came out from a father's mouth. But is this what, what, what it is all about? You know, does God scare people so that He can redeem? Does God scare people so that He can have His children back? You know how I wish that there are really more fathers like Him. If this is a real life story, you know, I would like to encourage everyone. And I hope that we can have the heart of this guy. But more than the heart of this guy, we go to the heart of the Father. Something has been stolen from him. Something that is of value. Something that, you know, has, 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 has broken his heart probably. I don't know if God cries. I don't know if he's sad, if he gets sad. But something was stolen from him. But he didn't give a, you know, this very long line of, of, of words. But through Jesus Christ, only three simple but powerful words that he declared. Jesus said, it is finished. Jesus said, it is done. Jesus said, I have already accomplished. Jesus has accomplished what God has asked us to do. Ask him to do. 
that we have been redeemed, we have been saved, we have been justified. No longer are we slaves to sin, but now we live a life of righteousness. God probably has a sign. He has, uh, you know, fast food chains probably in heaven, but He says, God has not left these valuables unattended. God has guarded us. God saw us. God knows our hurts. God knows when we cry. God knows what makes us happy. And He does not leave His valuables unattended. Now, what is our response? Our response is just having a heart of gratitude, thanking God. You know, every day, even from the simple things, simple miracles that happen every day. What is that? Waking up in the morning, being able to eat three times a day, being able to shake the hands of people around us, being able to walk, being able to see. Some people, they don't get to wake up. Some people, they don't get to shake the hands of other people. Some people, they don't even get to walk. God has never left His valuables unattended. He has given us protection. He has given us good health. He has provided for us. God has definitely provided for us. Last scripture that I'd like to show is 2 Corinthians 5.17 where it says here that therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold the new has come. If anyone is in Christ, those who used to live a life you know, with an inherited sin from Adam, it has already been gone. The new has come. The new life in Christ. God loves us. God will always protect us. God has always been protective of us. Father, thank you. Lord, we again just We just want to say, Lord, that you know, sometimes we are neglectful people. We are people who forget. We are people who just take advantage of things. And yes, we've heard the story. Yes, we've read the Bible. But all these things have been taken for granted. What you did, Lord Jesus Christ, it was, it was tough. It was really hard. Dying on the cross, enduring hours of punishment. The whips at the back, the crown of thorns, even the words that was thrown at you, Lord, you took it all. You took it all. Whatever the sins that we have inherited from Adam, Lord, you've took it all away from us. You became a curse for us. You who knew no sin, you became sin for us. If there are people here, if, if, if you know, some of you, uh, probably most of you, You've been declaring that we've, we're Christians. And, you know, sometimes we say that, yeah, I've been a Christian since birth. But has had, had not really lived a life that is expected of us. Had not lived a life that gives glory, honor to His name. You know, we, let's, let's take this moment, even just say, Lord, Lord, we're sorry. We, we, we're people who forget. We are people who have neglected things. But still, in our 
in our mistakes, you've continued on to pour, pour out your love upon us. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us once again today. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. We glorify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.